What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. I'm Aaron Paul, and this is the Baseball Card Show. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to episode three of the Baseball Card Show. Today, I kind of want to talk about how much the hobby has changed in the past year. I got back into the hobby about a year ago to the day. It was September of 2019. I was visiting home uh, for a wedding, and my family was having a cookout, and I was talking baseball with my dad and my oldest brother. And my dad had asked me if he had ever shown me his, his baseball card collection, and I said no. And He went downstairs, and he grabbed his cards, and he was showing them to me. And while I was looking at his cards, which were all original Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron rookie cards, second year cards. While I was looking through them, I remembered to myself, you know, when I was younger, I I also collected some baseball cards and I probably still have them downstairs. So I went searching through all my old stuff and I found my, my binder of baseball cards. And I started looking through them and I, I honestly just instantly fell in love with it again. I remember... Uh, the next day, still looking through my baseball cards, still looking through my dad's baseball cards, and I'm kind of wondering what the value of my dad's Hank Aaron cards were. So I looked them up, and of course, this was a year ago before the hobby really, really exploded into what it is today. You know, all of all of his vintage Hank Aaron cards in PSA 9, PSA 10, we're going for anywhere between, I don't know, $800, $900, up to $1,000. And I was just infatuated by it. Um, so I kind of wanted to buy some baseball cards. I really wanted to go out, buy some, and open them up with my dad so that we could have that, that time together doing something that I rediscovered the love for and something that my dad clearly had a love for. So I remember driving around all over the place uh, trying to find baseball cards. I went to Walmart. I went to Target. Couldn't find them. Uh, I guess none of none of the places in my area back home actually sold retail. I ended up finding a local card store. And I spent something like 80 bucks on just loose packs and brought them back home. And when my dad got home from work, I sat down with him and we opened the cards together and just had... A great time opening them so after that I kind of started thinking about the hobby and I saw opportunity in the hobby but just like any newbie I went out and I spent thousands of dollars on just boxes of cards trying to pull that big hit never really did and I did that for a few months and I pulled my first really big hit the next February so February 2020 and I pulled a uh, Jordan Alvarez super short print out of the Series 1. I made the mistake of not knowing what the card was. I thought it was a short print, not realizing it was actually the super short print. So I, I sold it on eBay. I sold it for, I don't know, I think it was $120 that I sold it for. And at the time, that card was going for four or $500. Um... But I didn't know until I sold it. And then after I sold it, I looked up comps and I saw what it was going for. And up until that time, I had only been selling cards for, 
you know, five, ten. I think the most expensive card I had sold was like 20 bucks, which was a uh, Topps Archives Derek Jeter uh, Purple Parallel out of, I think it was 175. And after I sold that card, that Jordan Alvarez Super Short Print, and realized that I made a mistake and it was much more valuable than I had originally anticipated, I got so discouraged. I, for a month, for the month of March, just kind of stopped doing anything in the hobby. I got annoyed that I spent so much money on all these cards, buying up these packs, and I hadn't gotten a single card that was of any real value. And the one card that I did get of real value, I didn't realize what it was, and I sold it really, really cheaply. Um, and then in April, I started realizing that there's a lot of opportunity uh, in buying singles and anticipating uh, value of players and trying to predict when a player is going to get hot and when to buy their cards. I started realizing that the baseball card hobby was kind of turning into into stocks essentially it was much different than than what i remember when i was a kid back in the early 2000s collecting so i started doing my research i started really thinking about you know where players were in their career moves that they're going to make in their career uh who's going to have a good year who are they going to play the teams that they're playing, who's pitching? Do they have the ability to to go yard, to hit bombs against these pitchers? What ballparks are they going to be playing in? Are they hitter-friendly ballparks? Are they not hitter-friendly ballparks? You know, in San Francisco and, and Fenway and, and even Colorado, you have very hitter-friendly ballparks. In Boston and San Francisco, you can you can get triples a lot easier than, than other stadiums in Colorado, you can get home runs easier than other stadiums. So I started digesting all this information, contemplating this information, and trying to figure out what it is that I can do. Through my research, I discovered the YouTube channel Sports Card Investor with uh, Jeff Wilson. I started listening to that a lot and hearing what he had to say and learning about the market movers and realizing that, hey, I'm actually not the only person that has, you know, realized the potential in, in sports cards. So so with all this research and, and thought, I started making purchases and I started predicting and really diving into statistical data um, in baseball players uh, in order to inform my decisions. And I'm, I'm glad to say that all that hard work has paid off. I've made quite a few very profitable flips, and I have a lot of investments in the work that could be very profitable in, in the next few months. With all this being said, there are lessons to be learned from my mistakes. So I'm hoping you guys are able to take that to heart understanding that you know going out buying packs of cards is a lot of fun i still do it from time to time i don't buy that many but my my main goal here is i like being able to predict i like being right so 
I like going out, doing the research, buying up the singles, the PSA 10s and whatnot, and then making a profit off of that. That's my main goal here, but that's not everybody's goal. A lot of people just enjoy opening packs, but I'm sure there are quite a lot of people out there that are just like me when I first got into it. They think there's a lot of money in it, and they think that the best way to earn that money is by going out and buying a lot of retail and buying a lot of hobby boxes. And of course, the way that the sports card market is right now, it's impossible to find anything in retail, and everything on the secondary market has just been so inflated. It would be a thousand times more profitable to buy the cards that you want, to do the research and buy up the rookie cards and PSA 10, even PSA 9, instead of going out and buying the packs, and which is basically just a lottery ticket, just hoping you get that big hit. Very rarely does that happen. So for those of you out there that are like me, are just getting into it, are opening a lot of packs and not getting the hits that you want and not making the money that you want, I highly, highly suggest that you, you stop doing that, you stop buying the packs, and you buy the singles. Buy the packs for fun, but don't buy them for an investment. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Baseball Card Show. Uh, please feel free to rate me on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's Anchor or Spotify, or if by the time you're listening to this, Apple Podcasts. I enjoy doing these episodes. Uh, I will be taking an extended weekend with uh, Labor Day coming up, and I should be able to have the next episode up on Wednesday or Thursday of next week. With all that being said, I hope you guys have an incredible day. Yeah.